last week, if you were here, we were doing the practice of not getting on the train. Raise your hand if you've tried to practice that this week. A lot of people did, yeah. I'll describe it again if you weren't here last week. But any comments or reflections on not getting on the train? Hard to see. Yes. Yeah, that's a good description. So since otherwise it's sounding very vague, right? Um, Getting on the train refers to the idea that we often get lost in our thoughts and we end up on these these thought trains that just go and go and go. And so what we're trying to learn to do is either get off the train once we see that we're lost in these thoughts, thoughts that produce anxiety, fear, worry, sadness, whatever it is, Um, either get off the train or not even get on the train in the first place. Stay at the station and let the thoughts go. This is the, one of the concepts behind mindfulness, an aspect of mindfulness. So it sounds like what she was able to do was she would notice she was on the train and there would be this kind of mid-zone, not on it, not off it. But you were conscious, you were aware, and that's fantastic. Yeah. Great. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good. Uh-huh. Very normal. She described that she was judging the fact that she would get on the train, but then she began to see that and that it stopped her from being so judgmental because, of course, it's something that you're learning. And probably you have a habit of however old you are, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 years, people have of getting on the train. And by getting on the train, I mean identifying with our thoughts, getting lost in our thoughts. They have a grip on us. We believe them. We have this thought, oh, no, I'm going to fail at this thing I'm going to do. And we believe it. And we start worrying about it and thinking and planning for it when, in fact, it's merely a thought. And we just can realize, oh, I've gotten on another train. I've gotten caught up. I'm in the grip of things. I'll say more in a second. I just want to welcome all of you. I'm Diana Winston, and I'm the Director of Mindfulness Education at the Mindful Awareness Research Center. We meet every Thursday, 1230, for meditation, talk a little bit about some nuance of meditation, and do either the mindfulness practice or related practices. Mindfulness is the art of paying attention to our present moment experiences with openness and curiosity and a willingness to be with what is. So one of the main practices we do here is the practice of learning to come back to the present moment. Most of us are not in the present moment. We're all over the place. One of the ways that we're not in the present moment, and in fact the main way, is that our thoughts take us elsewhere. They take us into the future, an imagined future that hasn't happened, that either is so pleasant so we're lost in that, or um, it's concerning. It's We obsess, we worry, we get anxious. Or we're in a remembered past where we ruminate and replay and feel bad about ourselves. And 
what we can, one of the tools that we're learning here is how to simply be present right here, right now. So that when our mind goes to these places that cause frustration, cause anxiety, cause depression, and so forth, we can just come back to the present. And so the image I've been using is about not getting on the train, the train that kind of takes us away. And then we learn to get off the train or have the thoughts come, but not believe them, not identify or get lost in them. And then they just go on their own. And you'll see this in meditation as we practice. I want to say a little bit more about working with thoughts and um, particular the relationship between thoughts and emotions. What I've noticed, what I've seen, a lot of, um, let's talk about anxiety a little bit. A lot of what happens in anxiety is that we have a thought about something, or so there's some stimulus that creates some anxiety in us. So we have some thought, maybe an anxious thought, and it leads to a feeling in our bodies of anxiety, um, so it's very uncomfortable. So then what our mind naturally does is try to soothe that thought by thinking our way out of it. Okay, if I can just figure it out, if I can just solve my problem or just think about it enough, it'll calm me down. But instead what it does is adds actually to more anxiety, which then leads to more thinking about it, which leads to more anxiety. And it just goes on and on and on in an ongoing loop. So the solution is not to think your way out of something. It's very rare. I mean, sometimes we can. We can think our way. But when something is obsessive or pernicious, really kind of going, we're going at it in our mind, it, it's hard to outthink it. What we can do with mindfulness is two things. We can notice that we're lost in these thought loops, that we're on the train. We can give it a label. I talked about that some last week. We can say fear, worry, imagining, catastrophizing, whatever it is. And in that way, we kind of break the spell. But a really helpful thing to also do is to bring our attention into our bodies. What is the feeling that's going on that's underlying the thoughts? Oftentimes, repetitive thoughts could be anxiety, could be judgment, self-judgment, could be depressed thoughts. It could be anything that's challenging. There's an emotional experience happening in the body that we're not so tuned into. So if we can bring our attention to feel what's happening in our body, tightness in our belly, a beating heart, some sadness, whatever is going on, it can often short-circuit that cycle that I'm talking about. So we cut it off on the level of feeling as opposed to trying to figure out and change it. It's really interesting to play with this to see if there are emotions underlying repetitive thinking. So using the tool of labeling it, naming it, and then also checking into our body. And that's what we're going to practice with today to see what's happening here. Okay. So let's begin our meditation practice. As you're getting ready, I was going to give you a statistic, which is that I think it's 87% of things that we worry about never come true. And of the ones that do come true, 80% of people report being able to handle it better than they ever expected. So just food for thought. So find a meditation posture that's comfortable for you. General guidelines are an upright back, feet on the floor, not too rigid, not too tight, comfortable.
hands resting wherever it's comfortable for you, on your lap, on the arms of the chair, knees, wherever. Eyes are closed if that's comfortable. If it's not, you can keep them open looking downward. And we can begin by taking a few breaths, deeper breaths, which begins to calm the body and mind, regulate our nervous systems, and also helps us with each breath Come into the present moment. And we can sense our body present in the chair and let our breathing become more natural, return to normal. Noticing your body, the weight, the heaviness, the lightness. There might be some movement. Maybe there's temperature, heat or cold, a vibration, pressure, so much can be happening in our bodies. And all we're doing, we're doing is turning our attention to our bodies in this present moment and noticing. One of the best things to do when our mind is lost in a difficult thought is to simply come back to the present. And that could be with a deep breath. Or it can be doing just what we're doing now, feeling our bodies exactly as it is on this chair. You can notice how your legs and feet touch the floor and the chair. You can notice your torso back against the chair. As your stomach area soften, breathe, soften your hands, notice your arms and relax your shoulders if you can. If you notice an area of tension, as I'm mentioning parts of your body, you can imagine sending your breath into that area, breathing a little more deeply, inviting in relaxation, well-being. Softening your jaw. And face and facial muscles. Soft eyes. And begin to focus on your breathing. 
connecting with the gentle rising and falling of your abdomen or chest, or the in and out sensations at your nostrils. The breath practice is most often our starting point. Our breath is always present. For most people, it's fairly easy to attend to. It's neutral for most of us. So it makes a good meditation anchor or home base. If you're new, you want to find where you feel the breath the clearest in your body, abdomen, chest, or nostrils. So we'll start the beginning practice of feeling our breath in our bodies one breath at a time. One breath ends, the next breath begins. Connect your attention to the breath and sustain your attention over the life of the breath. This has the effect of calming, relaxing ourselves some, focusing and concentrating our minds. And as we do this, we can then begin to sense what's happening inside us. We could spend the whole meditation staying with our breathing, but other things may call our attention. Now keep in mind, the idea is to stay on the breath, that it's not going to happen that way. Our mind is going to go off in all sorts of directions. Planning, remembering, imagining, worrying, obsessing, fantasizing, complaining. These are what minds do. So these are thoughts, and like we've been talking about, they're thought trains. We don't have to get on the train. We can just let them go. Stay at the station and let the train go. So you're with your breath. A thought comes, well, I wonder what I'm having for lunch after this. You could then spend the next few minutes thinking about lunch, or you can just kind of let the thought go and come back to the breath. Not getting on the train. You can experiment with labeling the thoughts, the general label of thinking. Or you can be more specific, planning, remembering, judging, imagining. And so the little piece I want you to try extra today is if you notice a repetitive thought, bring your attention into your body and see if there's any kind of feeling inside your body. Feeling of anxiety, tightness in your chest or gut. Sadness. 
There could be anything there. So just pay attention to your body as well. I'm going to stop talking and we're going to practice attending to the present moment, one breath at a time, but also with awareness of our thinking, not getting on the train and coming back.
keep the practice really simple. Just notice a breath, then another breath. Your mind wanders off. <clears throat> you can say thinking, and then gently return back to the breathing. It's all you have to do to begin to train our minds to stay in the present moment, to not get on the train. If you have more experience and you want to explore the types of thought, not to sit and think about the thought, but just to label it to help have more disidentification, then you can do that. If you notice something you're feeling connected to the thought, that can be very helpful and sometimes can break the cycle of thinking. can also remind you of the idea of our minds are like the sky, vast and open, spacious. And our thoughts are like clouds floating by. We also talked about a river, a river with thoughts floating by, rushing by in the river, but we don't get into the river to capture the thoughts, to capture the water, and just let the river rush by. Keep going for a few more minutes.
You bring your attention into your body, noticing how you're feeling having done this meditation today. Noticing if there are any strong emotions. And if there are, let them be here. It's okay. From the perspective of mindfulness, whatever you're experiencing is okay. Curiosity, interest, exhaustion, worry, sadness, whatever is here is just right here in this moment. And then we can take a mindful breath and really release the grip of whatever is going on is coming back. And also letting what's happening be the present moment without resistance, without making it a problem. And then just to see the power of thoughts, how they work in a different way, let yourself bring to mind something you're grateful for. See what pops into your head. One thing I'm grateful for, just right now. It could be really simple. And notice what that feels like inside yourself. And let that feeling spread. Then when you're ready, feel free to open your eyes. Raise your hand if you could come up with something that you were grateful for. Yeah, most people can. And, and could you feel it? Raise your hand if you could feel it in your body. Yeah, it's a really visceral feeling, this feeling of gratitude. And that was just the power of a thought, right? So I just suggested that, and you did it, and you thought it. So our thoughts are tremendously powerful, and they can be incredible, beautiful, compassionate thoughts, gratitude thoughts, and they can be thoughts that lead to a lot, a lot, a lot of suffering. And so we can learn through these practices, this practice of mindfulness, to come back into the moment, be aware of what thoughts cause suffering, and learn to work with them in healthy, healthy ways. So um, practice, keep going with that train practice. The train practice is to continue to work with that analogy of am I on the train or off the train, getting on the train, getting off, reminding yourself not to get on, or just being aware of our thinking throughout the week and see if we're caught in the grip of thoughts and see if we can come back into the present moment. Um, Let's see. Oh, so there's posters about upcoming classes and events all on your right with our Mindfulness Center. New classes start um, pretty much this week, next week. We have a workshop on breaking bad habits on Saturday. And all of these hammer meditations are podcast. So each week they'll be on our website if you for free download if you want to listen again or listen to old ones. They're there. Um, I'll be in the hallway if you have questions. I won't be here next week. Gloria Kamler will be here. The following week, I will be back. And Michael Pericone, that's November 15th, he will be there with me. And we'll be doing the meditation with the Tibetan bowls that he plays. So we have that November 15th. And have a great day. <laughs>